Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool? I'm Kat, founder of Ritual. We're making traceability the new standard for the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I couldn't find a multivitamin I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested, and clean label project certified. Oh, and our vitamin D3? It comes from sustainably harvested lichen from England, not sheep. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. Why do you call Vegas Golden Knights Canada's team? Because, Jim, it pisses everybody off. That's why. How about that? And when you stop reacting to it, I might stop. Well, if you tried <laughs> to make the Leafs Canada's team, everybody else would revolt. If exactly. you tried to make Calgary Canada's team, everybody else Well, Vegas is kind of a neutral party. It's everybody's town. Vegas belongs to everybody. That's right. It's Canada's team. This is the Rod Peterson Show. <laughs> hey, uh, welcome, everybody. You're good, you. You guys, you're good. Because we're going to be talking a lot about that today. Oh, yeah. On the program, on episode number 502 of Canada's Daytime Sports Talk Show, I say a big howdy to uh, Canada and to Canadian sports fans around the world. I just opened the Prairie Mobile text line, and a text has come in from the 253. Good morning, gents. Listening from Seattle. Can't wait to hear Andy on the show. Are we going to stick with this Canada's daytime sports talk show, or are we going to say the world's daytime sports talk yeah, show? Yeah, we're going to have to. Might have to update that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Andy Ide will be joining us from ESPN 710 Seattle. I remember it from the KJR days. Andy Ide will be coming up here later on in hour one. And the ageless and the peerless John Liu will be joining us from Montreal for a very fun day here on the RP Show. And I just got to say on that Canada's team thing, but I've been calling the Vegas Golden Knights all year, by the way. This isn't new. Right. Um, Bar Down tweeted today, are the Canadians Canada's team? And predictable destruction and devastation, right, everywhere? Right. And uh, I was going to retweet it and say, no, that's the at Golden Knights. But I'm like, you know what? I'm I'm just going to tone it down for a while because now the rest of the world's caught up. Yeah. They're paying attention. (laughs) Yes. So I'll just stand down a little bit on that. But uh, it's a fun day. And and speaking of, I'll get to your comments in a moment. Who's Facebooking from the IKS Media account? Is that Paul? Has to be. Yeah. Watching from the IKS studios today. Have a great show, everyone. That's the infamous Paul, whom I haven't seen in ages. He's obviously on one of the floors below. He apologized in a text to me last night that he hasn't been around here as much. But he's got things to do. He's okay, a well, I wondered. Shaker, I was right? getting worried. Yeah, you've been missed. And uh, Jen down at the Four Seasons Sports Palace says, uh, "Good morning, crew. Colorado can't seem to finish a game. Blew another lead to lose it in the third. My guy Jack, listen, they're reading my diary that's in my Quick Six Show topics. So let's let's hit him, Jordan, please. Quick Six Show topics. We got a lot. We got a lot to get to here." 
in the warm-up for E. Cole Electric, your complete electrical distributor with locations in Regina, Estevan, Swift Current, Yorkton, and Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. E. Cole Electric, let's get to work. Right after coffee. <laughs> um, number one, the Vegas Golden Knights down the Colorado Avalanche 3-2 in overtime last night. And it was amazing. And... I'm sorry. I'm a Golden Knights fan. I, I, similar to, I think, what Jets fans felt every time Connor McDavid picked up the puck and started to whine. <gasps> that was me last night. Those emotions, right? You know what it's like when your team's in it. Yes. You had that last round. Yeah. Um, so Mark Stone, he's a warrior. I saw somebody tweeting about why is Mark Stone the captain of the Vegas Golden Knights when you got Max Pacioretty there. And I'm like, just stick to what you know, okay? Mark Stone is the heart and soul of the Vegas Golden Knights. And you saw why last night. My good man, Jack Fulton, uh, we were texting back and forth. He's writing in today. We're texting during the game last night. He's like, we really need the flower here. And I'm like, we need everybody. And they got him. They got it from everybody last night. Where's Jack's comment? I'll get to it. Here it is. Canada's team showed a lot of grit, desire, character last night. Great win. So, hey. Everybody's excited in, uh, in the Valley and as far as the Golden Knights fan base goes. But it's not over. I'm, I could see it going seven. How about you? I could, too. Yeah. I could, too. Colorado, I mean, they dominated most of the first, well, the first half of that hockey game. And, you know, it could have been 4 or 5 nothing if it wasn't for Marc-Andre Fleury. He let in that muffin of a first goal. And, but then he looked right at the guys with the hand. He's like, I got it. And he, and he took ownership of the game after that. And he really did. For me... It was the third period. It was that penalty kill with seven minutes left in the third. Yeah. Colorado got that power play and didn't get a shot on goal. That's when I knew. I mean, they came back and had the momentum, but that's when I knew Vegas had something special going on. And it reminded me of game two a little bit where Philip Grubauer played so well and kind of stole one for the Avs. Fleury did the same thing. And Stone, I mean, had that chance late in regulation to win it and then was able to do it in overtime. That was a, that was a fun one. Jeff, the Stamps fee, uh, Stampeders fan, said, would Montreal play Las Vegas in the next round? Montreal will play the winner of Vegas, Colorado. And it's looking good. Vegas can nail this down Thursday night in Game 6 at T-Mobile, but it ain't over yet. But you mentioned the goal that, that Flower muffed. I mean, stunning. Not 99 times out of 100 would the flower have that. He would have it 999 times out of 1,000. He knows you don't do that. That's tough. It was a simple, yeah, but they came back. It was frustrating. And, of course, I was that guy because you saw Miko Ranton and got away with a cross check on that same shift. And I'm tweeting that. They missed a cross check on this goal. And I'm like, Rod, don't, don't be that guy. And then I deleted it and somebody screenshotted it and tweeted it. And I'm, I'm sorry, I'm emotional. What I say, don't tweet when your team's playing. That's right. Don't follow my own advice. <laughs> uh, point two, Tampa Bay uh, eliminates Carolina. And did you see Rod Brindamore after the game? He said, Andre Vasilevsky. Brindy goes, I've seen a lot of great goalies. He's the best I've seen. And the interesting quote that he said, and I don't know if you saw it, because the dominator made all those great saves and he made him look hard. Remember, he's diving all over the place. Yes. <laughs> made him look impossible. Yes on his back and that's why he's in the hall of fame he goes Vasilevsky makes it look easy he's doing all the same things so Carolina's still climbing the mountain and then just on Tampa by the way I saw our dear friend Craig Button asked on Sports Center. they said does Tampa have what it takes who's going to stand in the way of Tampa 
to win the Stanley Cup. And I, Craig basically says, I, I think he said he thinks Lightning will, will win the Stanley Cup. But I think what's standing in their way are the New York Islanders and, dare I say, the Vegas Golden Knights. They're halfway there. I know. We have a pension to get ahead of ourselves in these things. Anyways, moving on to point three here in the warm-up for E. Cole Electric, Garrett Cole. Listen, you don't need to be the biggest baseball fan to get into what's going on there. The Yankees ace got called out by Josh Donaldson the other the last week. The bringer of rain for using illegal substances. What do they call it, Clark? Spider tack or something? All sorts of names, he says, for whatever. Pine tar, rosin, and all the stuff that they... Did you see Garrett Cole? The reporter asked the Yankees ace, have you used this illegal substance? His response? Err... You can tell Garrett Cole's a good guy. Ooh, you can't lie. He couldn't, he couldn't can't. lie. He was Jim Carrey. Yes. Liar, liar. <laughs> the pen is blue. <laughs> it, it was me. Oh, my God. That might be the most quotable movie of all time, right? <laughs> oh, Garrett Cole. And that's about as much time as I want to spend on that because I don't get baseball. You baseball people got to help me out with that. Similar to the Astros and the sign stealing. I'm like, wait, so what's, the, what's allowed and what isn't? Yeah. You know, Garrett Cole's like, this has been handed down through generations or decades of baseball. I, he admitted to using it. So are you going to discipline the guy or not? Right. You kind of have to. Well, Josh Donaldson called him out because he obviously knew. Come on. Everybody knows what goes on with every other team. It reminds me of Bo Levi Mitchell calling out the Riders with uh, what they call it, the Chicken Gate or Chicken Squad. Remember that back in the day? Yeah. And it's just, they were guilty of it. So what? Are you going to be mad at Bo? Are you going to be mad at Josh Donaldson? So what are you going to do with Garrett Cole now? Because they haven't decided yet. I guess they just said last week they're going to crack down on this. Right. So what, what are you going to do, Major League Baseball? There's always something with them, right? And it's very rarely good. Yeah. Point four, CFL stuff. Um, I just have written CFL stuff because that is a pretty broad topic. Um, so they're going to vote June 14th on whether they're going to kick off August 5th or not. I see David Naylor tweeting this morning that he thinks that they're going to vote yes. And then there's people that are tagging us, and I've told them to stand down. There was a report this morning that the Blue Bombers are hiring concession staff and parking people, and people are tagging us going, see, why would they do that if they're not going to play? And then Naylor's thing this morning, and people are tagging us saying, well, did Naylor say that they're going to vote yes? Stop tagging us, okay? I've made our point very clear. I'll believe it when I see it. I've seen the letters that have gone out to the players from the coaches. And I'm not going to go any further. I've seen the plan. It all still stems on having enough people in the crowds to play. And it's like, if you're not fully vaccinated, it's almost like, don't bother showing up. Because if you're not fully vaccinated, you're not going to be able to leave your your home. You're not going to be able to leave your hotel room. You're not going to be able to go home on the bye week. And... Six, the, the, the report that I saw, the last report that I saw was that 6% of Canadians are fully vaccinated, right? 6%. Canadians are supposed to be quarantining in what, nine days? Something-ish, late June, starting their quarantine process. These are young, healthy men. They're not exactly front of the line to get vaccinations. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So 
How many of them have one shot, let alone two? The timelines just aren't really adding up to me. So I'll believe it when I see it when they kick off August 5th. Or we'll see what that vote is on June 14th. But stop tagging us. Stop irritating us. Because you don't have the information that I have. And I'm just sitting here every day. If you can find somewhere that I've been wrong in the last year, I'm willing to listen to you. Show me. Does that cover it? Yeah. No one's saying they're not going to play. We haven't had any scoops no. of any decisions. It's just, hey, look, at there's still a chance they won't play. And to me, there's two things that are going to happen in this June 14th vote. They're going to vote to play August 5th, and they're going to rush everybody into camp, and we're going to be... What do they say? Bob's your uncle. Ben, Bob's your uncle. Everything's good. Or they're going to say, look it, there's not enough time. Not enough time. Can't get everybody to camp in time. We haven't given them enough notice. We're going to push, you know, kick this can down the road. And now we're targeting Labor Day, and we'll give you an update on that on August 5th. You know, that's kind of the two things. Canceling the season, I don't think that's going to happen on June 14th. Those are the two things that can happen. So I'm optimistic that they'll well, say yes. And but. by the way, it's interesting comment from Robin Stewart watching on YouTube says talking about the CFL is like talking about a dead relative. I don't know what you mean about that because as they say, if you don't talk about the dead, they die again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You want to remember these people, but that's kind of where the CFL is. I, I sort of get your point, but Mike Kelly is checking in from Bathtub Reef Beach, Florida. He sent me a photo. <laughs> Just a, Hey, Coach Kelly. Of course he did. What the heck is going on? Are we even, does anybody watching in Canada anymore? Did I just knock my hat off? Yeah. I, I think I got another, go- hang on. <laughs> I have another Golden Knights hat right here. He's just got another one ready to go. <laughs> right on it. cue. I love it. Right on cue. That was team issued, by the way. How about that? Uh, point five. The Blue Jays spanked at Chicago last night. I don't want to talk about it. Robbie Ray got roughed up last night. Uh, and I'm not talking about Hannah Montana's dad. And point six. This CN Tower stuff we got to spend a minute on. We got to spend a minute on. And I might just defer to Darren. Can you put the photo up? This was tweeted by CN Tower. I guess we could call it Canada's structure. Look at that. And I don't need to read it, but they basically said, let's all honor the Montreal Canadiens to bring home the Stanley Cup. Basically what they said. Downtown Toronto, everybody. (laughs) What? To say the Leafs nation is going out of their mind is an understatement. They want to burn the CN Tower to the ground. Yes. And that's their beloved CN Tower. Like the mayor of Toronto has, has, has come out now and tweeted that, hey, the Toronto sign, you know, downtown Dundas Square there, T, the Toronto, the letters, mm-hmm. that will never be in Montreal Canadiens colors. He's come out and tweeted that. CN Tower can do what they want, but Toronto's sign is never going to be changed. And look at, I'm a Leafs fan, so let's make sure that's well known. We need this. This needs to happen. This, this CN Tower in Montreal Canadiens colors. Because how else are you going to reverse this, this curse, this whatever has gone on in Toronto, not only over the last 17 years, but since 1967? Like, this is an exorcism of all time, right? And who would have ever thought that the way to get out of this would be to put your guard down and support the Montreal Canadiens, like the last thing that anybody in Toronto wants to do, 
but it might be exactly what you need to do to get some good karma back, to open up and, and get some goodwill on your side so the hockey gods want to give you some bounces. I think that's how Toronto finally wins. This is like a Saw movie, right? And Leafs fans, I've been going back and forth. Our intern, Rachel, I've been going back and forth on Twitter. She's like, no way. I'll never do it. Never happening. It's never okay. But this is like life or death here. You're sitting there and it's like the only way to survive is to shove your hand in the saw blade and fill up the bucket with blood. It's like the only way for the Leafs to get out of this might be this. Might be to support the Canadians. Uh... It's weird. Very weird. And the poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center is, should the CN Tower adorn Canadians' colors? Split right down the middle. 50-50. Yes and no on Twitter. And I don't know if you guys, what's that on Facebook? A little more saying yes. It's 61 totally say fine. totally fine. Jeff the Stamps fan says, good on Toronto. Way to support Canada. I'll say this. Calgary Tower. Could you imagine it in blue and orange or green and gold? I remember, though, the night that the Riders won the Grey Cup in 2007. We were leaving the stadium, and the CN Tower was in green. Like, they see themselves as a national structure. So you can see why they do it. I can also see why Toronto is losing their minds over this. And, you know, the question yesterday was, could you find yourself cheering for Montreal the rest of the way? Not as long as Vegas is in it. No, I, I won't, but... I remember 2006, was it 2006? The Moose Jaw Warriors went to the league final in the Western Hockey League, and I found myself cheering for them. And I remember writing on my blog, why am I cheering for the Moose Jaw Warriors? They're the most hated rival that I've ever known. And somebody wrote in and said, because you're a sportsman, Rod. Like I, just was, I just found myself overcome with cheering for the Moose Jaw Warriors. So in the case of sportsmanship, it's what you're saying. Maybe this is what you people in Toronto need. It hurts. Oh, it hurts. But it's not going to be easy. You're not just going to be gifted a win. I think that's the problem with that whole fan base, right? Yeah. You have to earn it and go through some pain. Uh, we're going to Seattle next. This has been the warm-up for E-Cold Electric. We're just getting rolling on Canada's daytime sports talk show. You're watching on Game Plus TV Network, YouTube, and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of The Rod Peterson Show. Welcome back to the RP Show, everybody. I, we were laughing in the break. Somebody just sent me a clip from McAfee's show this morning. And I guess we can't. He was wearing a muscle shirt, okay? You can't use the term well, no, no, anymore no. that we used to use for muscle shirts. The straps on a muscle shirt are a little wider than what he was wearing, <laughs> so okay? What every guy you see on cops wearing. You know, Except his was black. Yeah. It was a dressy one. Yeah, the guys that are getting cuffed and stuffed. <laughs> and that's what McAfee's wearing. He's just going off today on chopping wood. What we tell you? Be yourself. <laughs> Be you. Uh, having a good day. Got our Seattle Kraken uh, jersey out here. It's one of the prizes in our playoff pool, which, by the way, I'm making a run in. I'm coming from dead last. I think I'm like third last. I don't now. think I have any players left. Um Andy Ide covers the Seattle Kraken for 710 ESPN Seattle. 
and the Seattle Thunderbirds, and we're big dub fans here, obviously, if we can bring Andy in today from the Emerald City. How you doing, Andy? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Listen, I re- big fan of 710 here. Back to the KJR days. When did they officially make this, the switch to ESPN from KJR? Oh, boy. It was probably a good 10, 15 years ago they became all sports. Yeah, just an unreal radio station there. And, and listen, let me just ask you this. What's the vibe in Seattle about the Stanley Cup playoffs? Have they got a rooting interest uh, at all, or is it all cracking? Well, you know, Seattle has been a good hockey market, a good NHL market. There's been a lot of fans here, but they're spread out because there was no hometown team. So I think that you have a lot of people who are still maybe for the last time rooting for their their long-standing favorite uh, NHL team right now. So, you know, the excitement for the Krakens there, I think sometimes some people are looking at this with an eye towards the expansion draft. Look who's playing well in the playoffs. Look who may be available. Uh, so you have kind of a mixed bag here right now when it comes to the playoffs. How long you been covering the Thunderbirds, Andy? Oh, I think this was this last year was my eighth or ninth year. It's been right. a while. <laughs> yes, well, that that team's been there for a long time, and for us dub junkies, you know, we go back to the Seattle Breakers days, right? Even before right. the Thunderbirds. Uh, can you explain to our viewers today what kind of hockey town Seattle is? And the reason I ask, it's one thing to pay twenty dollars tickets to go to the Thunderbirds and mm-hmm. the Silver Tips versus $250, dollars $300, right? So how's that yeah. going over there in the Emerald City? Well, I think those for those of us who have been in the hockey community here, we've always felt it was a strong market, you know, because there, there are a bunch of WHL teams in the state. There's four in the state, and you have Portland just across the border in Oregon. So there have been hockey fans here, and there's a strong hockey history here. You go back to the Totems and the old Western Hockey League, even way back to the Seattle Metropolitans who won the Stanley Cup in 1917 or whatever year it was. Uh, so we, we've always felt that was there. But I think as far as pro hockey, and you're right, it's going to be there, there has been some sticker shock for some people um, so far. But if you look at what the Kraken have done, you know, they sold out their season ticket deposits in about 12 minutes or hit their mark in 12 minutes. And then by the end of that day, they had 30,000 deposits for an 18,000 seat arena. Um, and, and they have a waiting list now that's upward of 50, 60,000 fans waiting to, just to get a chance to buy tickets. So I think it's going to do well. I think you have a lot of converts, obviously, but there is there is an underlying hockey market here and some hockey knowledge that I think a lot of people don't realize. You know, I just, before we talk about the expansion draft, because everybody's talking about it up here, as you can well imagine, I just want to ask you about the name Kraken. I, like, I wasn't a fan when they announced it. I didn't even know what it was. Um, and I'm sitting here, and it's growing on me. I think it's super cool. But I'm a historian, right? I was hoping it would be Metropolitans, to be perfectly honest. I thought it mm-hmm. would be. Great jerseys, right, with the barber pole and everything. Um, did, did you think it, they were going to go to the past when they named this team? I, I don't know that I did, but I, I think I was with you. Initially, Kraken was not my top pick if I if I had my choice, but it has grown on me. The way they rolled it out and how the logo looks and everything looks, uh, I, I think I like it now too. But I, I was hoping for something a little different, you know, uh, and I think I think even though they didn't use Metropolitans or even Totems, I think that they're very conscious of the past here, and I think you'll find the ways that they will recognize those franchises and recognize that history. Even the S on their jersey now and their logo you know, somewhat resembles the S on the Metropolitan's jerseys. Um, I would, I would suspect there'll be a day where they do a throwback, you know, with that, with that poll, um, with, with, you know, the, the total or the uh, barbershop <laughs> look to the yeah. jerseys. Uh, I, I, you know, they, they had a wide open. I thought they, I definitely thought though that they wanted to do something unique and new. Um, that's kind of been their whole MO. It's not kind of copy the past of hockey, just kind of create their own new path. 
Yeah, and I think they've done a good job of that. Habs for Life 41, watching on YouTube, says, I agree, Rod. I wanted the Metropolitans also. Kraken will appeal more to kids, though, for merchandise. Mike Horrigan in Toronto says, still not a good name with a sick face emoji. He says, <laughs> crackheads? <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, if there's any questions for Andy, uh, yeah, let's fire them at us. Those guys that run the Golden Knights hockey staff, I know very well. Not a shock to me that they've been as good right out of the gate. I don't, I've never met Ron Francis. I don't really know who's working in that hockey department of the Seattle Kraken. When it comes to this expansion draft, they got a tall test to match what Vegas has done. Like, what do you, mm-hmm. how, how well do you think they're going to fare out of this? We haven't even seen the expansion list yet, right? So we don't even know, but <laughs> yeah. 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 What, what, what's the, what's the, task for them do you think well it's all speculation as you said because we don't know um who exactly we we can we can make some guesses and look and you know it's not going to be a bunch of you know top top centermen or top three you know top line guys and top pair defensemen so you're going to have to find some guys and, and cobble them together and you know ron francis does have a good history of drafting in the in the amateur draft um you look at that carolina team that just got eliminated a lot of those players came you know were, were brought into that organization by ron francis uh he has he has assembled a pretty impressive staff uh you know ricky olchek is there uh you have jason botero guys like that uh, norm mckiver are all on the team um and he's brought in a pretty top-notch analytics team you know specifically to help with the expansion draft and they've been scouting players now for over a year uh so they should be well prepared you know, it's going to be interesting to see one of the big things Vegas said, obviously, was all the side deals that they pulled off, the trades that they pulled off. Uh, you know, the, the theory is that all the other NHL teams are wise to that now, and there won't be as many of those available. But one thing that the Kraken have working for them now is this flat salary cap, which uh, is going to cause some trouble for some teams. So there are some teams who may be willing to move a bad contract for something in return. Uh, so Seattle still has some opportunity, I think, to make some of those deals. And I think that's where they're going to make some of their, their, their better picks. Yeah, making the moves ahead of the draft, what, kind of what Vegas did. From our, mm-hmm. well, all kinds of questions coming in here in comments. Sage Alvarez is watching from Southern California, says Seattle Kraken minor league stadiums being built in the Palm Springs area where I'm at. Going to be one of the nicest stadiums in the world, sound system out of this world. Thank you, Sage, for the comment. <laughs> um, Jordan Ewart on YouTube says they should take a chance with Nolan Patrick. I don't know. But I would not be surprised if the Kings <laughs> left him. I don't, wouldn't be surprised if he was left available. Um, Ryan in Saratoga, New York says, question for Andy. Do you see the Kraken trying to follow the same model in the expansion draft as Vegas did? You kind of touched on that, but do you think there'd be a lot of pre-draft deals made? I think where possible, yeah, they will look at that. You know, we, we've out here have been like trying to project who could be available from team by team and there's not a lot of top end scorers available that, that they're going to be able to just pop right in from the expansion draft, unless you make some kind of deals like that. You look at a team like Tampa, you look at a team like uh, Philly and they, they have some cap issues. They have some high contracts from players who are still productive. So I think Seattle might approach some of those teams. Uh, there's a team like a team like Colorado will be interesting to watch. If they can get Eric Johnson to waive their no move trade, that'll, that'll, that'll protect a lot more players, but you know, right now, if they don't, a guy like Devin Taves could be available. So there's a lot still to go, and I think Seattle's going to be looking and, and trying to wheel and deal as much as possible, not only for players, but maybe even draft picks for either this season or the next season. Andy, I joining us from ESPN 710 Seattle, talking Kraken uh, and Dub. Um, Jordan Ewart says no team can replicate what the Vegas Golden Knights did. 
be unbelievably tough to do to go to the Stanley Cup in your first year. But, you know, you talk about top-end <laughs> scores. Andy, who was Jonathan Marchessault before Vegas? In Columbus, they were like, Willie Carlson? Get <laughs> yeah. out of here. Like, there's Take something them. to uh. be said for culture, right? Now, and I wonder what the Kraken are building there. Yeah, and not only that, but uh, I, I hear a lot of people complain about how the NHL rigged it for Vegas or set them up, and they're going to do the same for Seattle. But what you just said is key. When when that draft happened, all across the NHL media, people were saying this team's going to win 15 games. You know, they'll be lucky to win 15 games. Nobody was saying that that day. It wasn't until they started winning that people said, "Oh, this was rigged," and they were allowed to get a bunch of good players. Now they made some good moves and they put it all together uh, that first year in a remarkable way. That's not going to happen here, I don't think. That that it's a lot to ask for that to happen twice in whatever a four-year, three-year period. Uh, as far as culture, you know, Seattle, uh, they have one they have one player signed, uh, Luke Henman from the Q, and they talk up and down about how he is off the ice, his leadership. He's a, he was a team captain for his team in the Q. Um, so I think that is going to be important to them. I think they are going to look for for guys who have some character, and that all can add up in a, in a year when you're throwing players together uh, that haven't played together for a while. People are enjoying the chat, Andy, and I know I am. Arlen Bruce the Third is watching in Vancouver, future CFL Hall of Famer. He says, uh, Mr. Andy, my best friend is the head basketball coach of Belleville High School. I will be holding combines soon for professional sports near you. I also have a singer for you, opening day for the Seattle Kraken. So if you have any pull on who's going to sing the national anthem, Andy, uh, we got a guy for you. Um, All right. Jace, J- Jason in Red Deer. <laughs> says, where is it? Andy, are you already seeing a lot of Kraken merch around Seattle when you're out and about, or has it not quite hit yet? Oh, no, it's done very well with the merch. They've got a couple team shops that they've opened, you know, brick-and-mortar shops, online sales are through the roof. Uh, I know at one point they were the the, the biggest-selling NHL merch uh, in in a while. They set some record for it. Uh, Everywhere you go now, you're seeing more and more Kraken T-shirts, hats, we haven't seen jerseys yet. They haven't officially put jerseys up for sale yet. That's coming later this summer, and and there's already people chomping at the bit to get those. Uh, they just issued license plates in the state of Washington, so now you're starting to see cracking license plates. But, yeah, everywhere you go now, almost on a daily occurrence, you'll see somebody with, with some gear on. Uh, hey, lastly, from our co-host here, Moose DuPont, who's just enjoying the show and chilling over there. I'll ask on your behalf, Moose. Um, <laughs> he's just enjoying it. Um, he wanted to ask you about Steve Konowalczak taking over as the head coach of the yeah. Red Deer Rebels. Obviously, you know him from his time with the T-Birds. How do you think he'll uh, fare there? That kind of came out of nowhere for me. What did you think when you saw it the other day? Yeah, I, I was surprised and not surprised. I've, had, I've run into him a few times since, he's, since he left Seattle, and he was still scouting, so we still saw him around the WHL. And I, every time I would kind of ask him, like, you know, are you, you got the itch again? And he's one of the most competitive people I've ever met. I had a chance to play golf with him a few times, and, boy, he takes that seriously. Like, it's, like it's the back nine of the Masters, and even if you're just out for fun, he just wants to beat you. Uh, and so I thought that might be hard as a scout, right, to have that, to have that competitiveness uh, that fed. And, and – he, he demands a lot from his players. He raises a high, you know, high bar for accountability. Uh, he expects a lot, but he also knows what he's doing. What he's doing. He knows how to bring those kids along. And what he did in Seattle was remarkable. They were in a similar situation to Red Deer when he got there. They'd missed the playoffs for a couple of years. They were kind of down and out. And slowly but surely, he, he you know, got the players he liked and, and built, built that great team that won the championship. Well, we wish him well. It's a fantastic organization, fantastic mm-hmm. market, and he's a great guy. Well, Andy, this has been uh, this has been a lot of fun. Hopefully, as the expansion draft draws nearer, maybe we can recap it with you or something like that. But I, I appreciate the chat, and would you please do me a favor and give Ian Furness a swat there at ESPN 710 <laughs> for me in Seattle? 
I will. Will do. Will do. I know Ian well. All right. Thanks, Andy. Have a good day. All right. You too. Can I say, Darren, one of our Seattle Kraken insiders? Yes. Andy Eide. We got him everywhere. Nice work. Nice work. And that was set up through the Thunderbirds, yep. by the way, to put Andy on. So I appreciate that. We'll come back with a sports update. Uh, might as well get into viewer takeover. What do you say? I'm in. And also on the way, TSN Montreal's John Liu. He's always great. Got to find out where he got that suit. I was going to say, you got a question for him. Oh, you yeah. got one ready. Uh, it is the Rod Peterson Show. You're watching Coast to Coast on Game Plus TV Network, YouTube, and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash. Your car deserves it at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rob. And uh, and Moose DuPont, I was just saying to him, just before we came on the air, that he should shave the beard and go with a full stash, Ted Lasso style. Is that Did I say it right? I could do it, Ted Lasso, yeah. <laughs> I could do it. The uh, Jason Sudeikis <laughs> thing. You get it. You've been confused for Jason like, Sudeikis. Legitimately confused in Mexico, in Vegas. I could just show. You like should have just. Did you go with it? Yeah, of course. <laughs> I, never, I never said no. I ever, I ever corrected them, but I never said I was either. I just kind of thank you. Isn't thank that? You. How about that? Yeah, that's interesting. How about oh, yeah. that? Uh, but if you put us side by side, I mean, I'm five eight, five nine on a good day. The right pair. He's six two. I Is he think, that big? I think he's a big guy. I don't know. I've never met him. Good for you. Yeah. Um, sports update. Mark Stone scored on a breakaway 50 seconds into overtime as the Vegas Golden Knights overcame a two-goal deficit to beat the Colorado Avalanche 3-2 and take a 3-2 lead in that round two Stanley Cup playoff series. They can end it Thursday in Vegas. Wouldn't be surprised if it went seven, though. Braden Point and Ross Colton scored, and Andre Vasilevsky controlled the crease, helping the Tampa Bay Lightning beat the Carolina Hurricanes 2-0 to win that second-round playoff series in five. The Western Hockey League announced Brandon Wheat King's defenseman, Braden Schneider, has been named the Bill Hunter Memorial Trophy as WHL Defenseman of the Year, presented by REMAX of Western Canada. The Prince Albert product and first-round selection of the New York Rangers Last year, led the Weekings in uh, to the East Division pennant, posting 27 points in the abbreviated year. Meanwhile, Edmonton Oil Kings defenseman Ethan Peters, who hails from, if I can read the card here, Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan, has won the Daryl Doc Seaman Memorial Trophy as WHL Scholastic Player of the Year, presented by CIBC. He totaled five points in 23 games. He's been enrolled at both at Moose Jaw's Vanier Collegiate and the Regina Catholic Learning Online Program through a partnership between the two school divisions. You don't think scouts pay a lot of attention to that? Trust me, they do. So good for you, Ethan. Donovan Mitchell scored 45 points to lead the Utah Jazz to a 112-109 victory over the Clippers in Game 1 of their Western Conference semifinal series. Mitchell did most of his work in the second half, scoring 32 points to rally the Jazz from a double-digit deficit. Kawhi had 23 to lead L.A. Andrew Vaughn homered in the seventh inning and delivered a tie-breaking sack fly in the eighth, helping the Chicago White Sox beat the visiting Toronto Blue Jays 6-1 last night. Shut out by Robbie Ray for most of the game. Chicago got on the board on Vaughn's fifth homer and then broke it open with five runs in the eighth. 
Uh, and soccer, Jonathan David scored three goals, and Alfonso Davies had a goal and two assists as Canada moved into the next round of the World Cup qualifying in CONCACAF with a 4-0 win over Suriname in Bridgeview, Illinois. This sports update for the Tap Brew House and drive through Liquor Store. And for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. Let's do it again. Can you bring up the CN Tower? Because I'm not done with this. I don't know how I feel about this. So this was posted yesterday by the CN Tower Twitter account. And they're like, I'm paraphrasing, in honor of the Montreal Canadiens, we are adorned in red, white, and blue. And we cheer them on to bring back the Stanley Cup to Canada. And Toronto is going insane. They're going to need count. The mayor's going off about it. John Tory. Oh, yeah. So I think it's amazing. Yeah. You're the recovery coach here. Yeah. You're, you're the therapist in the room. What, what are you saying to the Toronto people who want to burn it to the ground? Well, first, they need to know they need help, and they, they don't. They need, so. they need to know that they need help. Absolutely. <laughs> it's going to get worse before it gets better. Right? Oh, yeah. Right? That you have to go through some more pain. You can't control what you can't control. This is a big piece of pain that you have to go. Take your medicine. This is it, right? Can you... Like, do you have the ability as a, as a Toronto Maple Leafs fan to, like, feel that pain and say, I will, okay, I'll cheer for Montreal. Can you do that? It's the hardest thing. That might be what you well, need to create like a little say, good karma. I cheered for the Moose Jaw Warriors in 06 when they went to the WHL final, and it felt good. So maybe the Torontonians can do that. But I, I think it's a nice taste of their own medicine or whatever you want to say, but... CN Tower's not making any friends in their own backyard. Uh, no. that's, that's clear. And I don't think they care. And I respect that. Allie Hicks writes in and says, Buenos dias, RP show from downtown Edmonton. Come estas, Allie. I'm an Oilers fan who is cheering for the Vegas Golden Knights. And also Ebbs, Trotsy, and the Islanders. Have a great show as always. Thank you, Ellie. There's a sportswoman. Right there. Oh, yeah. Um, from the Hockey Club podcast in Tallahassee, Florida. Rod. <laughs> See how we typed that? <laughs> yeah. Rod. Time to plug the Florida State Seminoles softball team. They've beat the number one and number two team in the country the last two nights. Rod equals good luck charm. Game two tonight. Say it. Go Knowles. Nice work, Patty, on that. They got the RP bump. That's the RP bump, I was just going to say. That's good. <laughs> How about that? We got a side-by-side. Side. We got a side-by-side. Side oh, no. Of Moose DuPont here, and that is, there you go, Ted Lasso. <laughs> <laughs> Can you turn your head slightly? Which way? This yeah, way? There you, yeah. Come on. Raise your eyebrows. That is amazing. You get it all the time, don't you? <laughs> all the time. All the time. So from Mike Horrigan, he's one of our regular Toronto viewers. He says, you don't have to cheer for them, Darren. You just don't have to be a jerk about it. The tower belongs to Canada. He's not talking about you. He's right. He's talking about you don't have to cheer for Montreal, but don't go take a leak on the CN Tower. No, you know Mike, what I mean? you do. Like, it has to be hard. You yeah. want to exercise these demons, right, and create some good karma, it's not going to feel good. Troy... Troy in Toronto. 
from Sober Athletic where it says, who cares, really? It's light on a building. Chill out. I get the anger, but it really isn't a big deal to me. A long-suffering, born-and-raised GTA guy. So, yeah, that's good. Which it, We spent a lot of time the other day about Montreal being annoying, the fan base. I was listening to NHL radio on my way in here, and the guys, Mitch Kern and who is he with, Clark? Do you listen to those guys? Mitch Kern and whoever he had with him, they said that the Golden Knights are now the most annoying fan base in the NHL. And I'm like, what? What did we ever do? Oh, just rubbing that in your face every day? Canada's team? I don't know. Canada's team. Are the Golden Knights the most annoying fan base in the National Hockey League? I didn't think so. No, me either. I didn't think so. They're not... Again, I haven't seen them rubbing it in other teams' fan bases. You can say that it's Canada's team, but you're not laughing at the other fan bases. That's when it gets annoying. Right? And that's Montreal. Well, and they're doing, yeah, Montreal's doing that now, laughing at Toronto, laughing at Edmonton, laughing at Winnipeg, right? Not as much Winnipeg because they beat them, but laughing at those other fan bases, right? That's when you become distasteful. Full-on viewer takeover when we come back, plus uh, our NFL report. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV Network across all 10 provinces in 31 states, including Kentucky, where I was on the air last night with uh, Vince Stober on his program. And also live daily on YouTube and Facebook and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson. We are really getting into it now on the CN Tower, adorning itself in Montreal Canadiens' blue-blank rouge. Uh, From Leonard, from the 536, he writes in, he says, I am an Oilers fan that is cheering for the Montreal Canadiens. So there's that. From the 717, best story about not budging from your sports fandom. Ben Affleck, huge Boston Red Sox fan, once had production of his movie shut down because the director wanted him to wear a Yankees hat. They finally settled on a Mets hat. So I kind of get it. I don't think you could ever get me to wear a Calgary Stampeders jersey, but some things are starting to trigger in my mind here. And... Our sales guy, who's probably watching right now, our Calgary sales guy, Jimmy Two Tables, said it might help sell advertising if Calgary, if Rod could tone it down with the Calgary rivalry stuff. And, and what did I say to you? Listen, tell them. Yeah. I'm good. I've offered to meet Bo in Medicine Hat and have a literal burying the hatchet ceremony. And he said no. But then last summer, or was it two summers ago, the Stampeders posted that I was going to say, it wasn't a meme. You've got a jersey made with Peterson on the back and then the number 19, right? It's Bo's jersey. And the Stamps did do that. So maybe there's a sliver of a chance that we could make up with Calgary. But every story needs a hero. Every story needs a villain. I'm the hero. They're the villain. <laughs> In your story. In my story. (laughs) It's my show. My show. Jack Fulton's watching in uh, Vulcan, Alberta. He says, is Jordan Reeves back for Thursday's game? You mean Jordan's brother, Ryan Reeves. And he was a healthy last night. 
for Vegas. Um, so you'd have to ask Peter DeBoer. <laughs> Jeff, the Stamps fan, keep the rivalry coming, Rod. We love it. Bring it. I know you do, but by advertising. And then everybody would be, Ryan liked that one. I could hear him laughing in the other room. The poll question, should the CN Tower adorn Canadians' colors? 55% of you people saying no. No, they should not, that it's wrong. That's on Twitter. What are they saying? Opposite. Opposite 61% say yes, totally fine on Facebook. So, What did you say earlier? You said something about City Hall here... Waving a blade. Well, that's the other thing. I'm wearing a blade. You're wearing a blade shirt. So it's <laughs> yeah. it's totally. But but let's say ten years ago, would you be okay with you know the legislature or city hall in, in Regina waving a blades flag if they made it to the Memorial Cup, right? Absolutely not. Of course, that would be like let's just say the Memorial Cup was here and we've had the member three times. And let's just say the Blades were playing, I don't know. Ramuski. Ramuski in the final. And they put the lights on City Hall of blue and yellow? I'd have a problem with it. Now, and I'm wearing this golf shirt today, and I've said, I've said to many people, I'm getting all this gear from the dub teams, and are the Pats mad because I'm their TV voice? I don't know if they're mad or not, but I think they understand it. Yeah. I'm a dub guy. We do dub coverage here. That's a total other story. And we've evolved. But, yeah, you're not the Pats guy on radio anymore. Right. Hate the blood. Yeah. What would be your thing? What would be your... I know because... Aside from this Leafs thing. No, I know because I was at one point doing color for the Pats and the Blades at the same time, which kind of blew your mind and other people's minds, right? Because you're supposed to hate each other. I don't know if I'd have one. It'd be this Leafs Habs thing, and I hate it. <laughs> but I think because of what we've been through, I think we need it. Ken in Saskatoon says, uh, Moose moniker out, Karma Kid in. No, 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 Ken. Why can't we have both? Mm-hmm. That's the entrepreneurial thinking, right? Yes. Why does it have to be one or the other? It can be both. We're going to call him Moose and the Karma Kid. Jeff, the Stamps fan, says, and I don't know why he's asking this, unless it came up and I missed Something. Do you think the Vince McMahon, Bret Hart thing was real? I have mixed thoughts. It was absolutely real. When Vince McMahon, when the hitman punched Vince McMahon in the Bell Center, that was real. And the next time that we have Kelly Rimple on here, the Silver Fox will tell you the story because he was there. He was Bret Hart's manager or agent, I guess, at the time. Not like a Captain Lou Albano manager, right? Like... Right. Actual real this guy. Yeah. He was never on TV. Yeah. Uh, no. Why are we getting into it today? And Kent Ridley is watching in Nashville. He's a football guy. He says, would the Calgary Tower light up green for the Riders going to the Grey Cup? Nope. How do we know? How do we know? Maybe they would. Not a chance. <laughs> John Lou of TSN Montreal joining us in hour two and more of this coming up after the break. For more Rod Peterson On Demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.